Sunday poor, it is Monday night. It's draft week for all you NFL fans. Jaguars are just about on the clock. It's a goddamn blooper reel in Baltimore right now in Camden Yards. Yankees can't get out of their own way. And uh, we're just sitting here with, uh, I don't know, nothing really that big to talk about, but I'm sure we'll figure it out for the next hour plus. Ant, how are you? I'm just I'm excited, man. Uh, the Dark Knight is back. Back. Yeah, amazing performance tonight. Oh my god! Comeback um, player of the year. Guy Front comes. Runner. Guy comes in with a five something ERA. Shuts down the Yankees. Uh, yeah, brutal. It's it's. I'm not I'm not pleased. But we'll leave it at that. Don't really get into that. We we, we could do our usual post game or post show Yankee talk. That seems to work out pretty well. That way we don't bog down our listeners with all my bitching and moaning about this fucking team. <laughs> right. Plus, we had three outs to play with. You know, I don't want to spoil the comeback. Oh, yeah. No, we got uh, plenty of baseball left. And it's not like the Orioles' bullpen is anything special. But Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens here. But uh, it doesn't look good right now. No. Four two. <laughs> No, we did see Boone we'll, get, we'll get tossed. Into, we'll get into this. Yeah, we did see Boone get tossed, and we'll get into the specifics and a little bit of what exactly went wrong in this game. Yeah. Uh, something right before we came on the air. Yeah. It's not so, great. So what's going on over there, man? What's new with you? What's happening? How's the dog doing? Dog is good. That'll be one away in the ninth. Uh <laughs> Two hours to play with. Don't ruin, don't ruin, don't ruin the comeback. Uh, the dog is good. I had my first dog park experience yesterday. All right. It was all right. It was actually couldn't have asked for a better one yesterday. Show up. There was one guy there with his dog. He had the Yankee game going on the radio. Can't ask for anything better than that. Uh, then, you know, the other dogs showed up and people start talking. The, the people like doing the whole small talk thing with or without dogs. That's awful. Whatever. I, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was fine. We weren't there very long. They kind of got in and got out. Uh, I, I, everybody's the same. Like, you know, when you show up with a dog and it's just like, what's her name? What, what is she? Breed is she? And it's just like I understand you have to ask those questions, but I gotta be honest, I don't ask shit when it comes to these people's dogs. I don't ask what their name is. Yeah, I, this is my move with the dog park, and I'll get into because I went back today and it was a fucking whole shittier experience today. I went by myself. <laughs> okay, but like right. these people. I mean, I've already lost my train of thought because I'm so irritated with the Yankees with the dog park two away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking um, bullpen is dominant I don't know what I was talking about this is my thing this is my move I already have a move in the dog park okay these people they stand together they talk while the dogs are playing roughhousing whatever me and this could be me being a little overprotective with a new puppy yep. I kind of like get I kind of police the dogs Okay. I make sure everything's okay. Like, yeah. all right, no rough stuff. All right, you know, because there's some bigger dogs and whatnot. Uh, and that'll do it here in Camden Yards. How long have we been taping? Two and a half minutes? Uh, probably, yeah, like three minutes. 
That was quick. All right. The Yankee post game's coming quicker than we thought. All right. Um, so this is my move. I go over and I police the dogs and, you know, act like everything's, you know, everything's okay. Everything's on the up and up. Mm-hmm. When in reality, what I'm doing is I'm just distancing myself from these people so I don't have to talk to them. Okay. I don't know if you've done this move with kids where, like, you kind of act – I, I act like I'm showing – not that I'm not showing interest in my dog, but I'm acting more concerned than I really am just to avoid these people. Yeah, it's nice to have um, it's nice to have something that's a responsibility so it's not, like, rude to just kind of excuse yourself, even though you really don't care if you're rude or not. It's just an easy out. But, yeah, same thing with kids for sure. <laughs> you know, like a puppy, a puppy, yeah, a puppy's constantly putting stuff in their mouths, sticks and whatnot. So I have to, all right, give me that. You got to get rid of that, which you should be doing anyways. <laughs> right. But if there was actually somebody interesting to talk to, if there was actually somebody like with a six pack or something, I'd probably be neglecting my dog just the same. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So then I, and then I go today and there's a few dogs there and there's this one piece of shit gray dog there this little gray dog just constantly trying to hunt my dog and like whatever dogs are dogs you know what i mean like this this pup this dog could have been a little puppy not knowing any better god knows my dog is a lot of puppy shit but it's just not it's the owner that is the problem you know what i mean like this older yeah older lady uh like kind of like off the boat italian sort of accent and all right maybe a nice old lady but just not doing what she needs to do to police this shit yeah i'm the one who's got to throw your dog off of my dog kick your dog off your off your dog yeah yeah and then (laughs) yeah oh yeah like you know you ever want to like you ever want to like punch a little animal or maybe sometimes a kid in the face like as hard as you could but you know You'd feel bad. It would make you feel better for like a split second, and then you'd, you know, probably go to prison or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I got, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never, I wanted, I've never I wanted, punched. yeah. Yeah. I wanted to do that to this dog, and I wouldn't have felt bad about it. There would have, <laughs> it would have been way, I would have been fully satisfied for way longer than a split second. Uh, well, it's, I know it's a little old lady, but in this scenario, normally, would you rather punch the owner than the dog? Yes. She wasn't that old, but you know, I can't hit this lady. Sixties yeah, dog's better than the yeah. If you're gonna punch a something, dog is better. Yeah, and yeah, and you're just protective of your new puppy. Yeah, yeah, you gotta be a little protective. Yeah. And and she was playing well with another dog there, which made it worse. So it's like you know, and I'm trying to after she, first day where she's been in the crate for most of the day, so I'm trying to burn off some energy. Yeah, you know, make my life easier at night. Yeah. Um, and there was another there was another guy there who showed up even after me. He like took his dog away like he even made a comment oh to the lady you got it yeah nice you got it you gotta like get your dog fixed and <laughs> like i wanted to be with him but he was wearing a red sock hat so i did i just kept yeah, my mouth well, shut i'm like well these lie or they lie yeah like, beat it asshole <laughs> fuck out of here <laughs> you know but eventually like we were there like 10 years off to tell you what to do with your dog <laughs> yeah i know so it's just, I don't know. It's just going to be a thing every time I got to go to the fuck. I know it is. You know, do you think like that's that whole thing? People have that, that those built in questions like, what's her name? Or what kind of breed? Like, is that, do they really give a shit about your dog or are they really just lonely people? 
I, I think people are just programmed. They're just programmed robots, man. Like they have to ask these things. Yeah, maybe. Like I didn't like we were, when we got there yesterday. There was the one guy with the Yankee game, like I said, and he had yep. a cool dog, man. Louie was his name. <laughs> All right, I heard cool. I heard him call him Louie, so I was like, I don't have to ask this guy. I was like, hey, Louie, how are you? Yeah. Cool dog, you know what I mean? Cool name for a dog, yeah, I like it. Louis, yeah, Louie's a solid name. It's a yeah. good, you know where you stand with the Louie. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I got, an, I got an idea of this dog already. And then there's, like, the, always the people who try and tell you, like, you know, because it's a lab mix. It's my dog. Like, I don't know what's in it. It's a mutt. Oh, there's always the people who will try and say, oh, I can tell by her back leg she has a little pit bull in her. Forensic, the f- these forensic scientists. Fucking CSI. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, out. man. Just leaning in and, and going over trying to find, trying to find the clues. <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, I just think it's a, I think it's a, it's a, it's a program thing. It's like people are just so, – like if it's raining out, People have to bring up the rain, right? Uh, snow. People bring out the snow. You know what I mean? Something occur, something in current events, or you know, vaccine, COVID. Like people have to bring this up. They're just robotic, and it's just nauseating to me. Uh, it's a very strange crutch. The talking because you feel like you need to talk. Like it's cool. Like whatever you want to talk to me. You got something interesting to talk about? Great. But coming over, doing you know, just reading off your script, brutal. Right, but we're a, we're a bunch of telemarketers out there, all of us. This yeah. is fucking ridiculous. Small talk telemarketers. <laughs> yes. They Working on zero commission. The only commission we get is, uh, I don't know, some, some, somebody else talks back to us and we feel like we made a sale. People have uh, that Rolodex, man, just going through it. It's brutal. It is brutal. And I, I've, I've been guilty of it, like, in the elevator recently. It's like a 15-second like ride up and... I'll be like, so you vaccinated? Like, it's uh, like the worst. Uh, catching yourself, catching yourself in it is brutal. When you do, when you, like, you fall into the trap. You yeah. Hit. There's no, there's no more self-loathing than than catching yourself in the in the exact act you hate. Yeah, I mean, it's people I see on a day-to-day basis who I like talk to and I'm kind of friendly with, but it's still like kind of lame. Yeah. It's such it's what an elevator ride is so weird because it's like 20 seconds, but sometimes you feel like you got to say something first thing in the morning. Yeah. You know, and it's people that, like I said, I see them every day. Like, I, I talk to them here and there. So it's not, like, random people I'm saying this to. Mm. But I still feel like a shithead when I say something like that. So what would no, you get? Moderna? That. Pfizer? Oh. <laughs> God. Doesn't oh, terrible. Doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel nah. good. Nah. Spe- like, speaking of, like, uh, I don't know, like the awkward small talk conversation, I guess it's the other day I was playing, I played golf and I got paired up with these two older guys. And at the end, it's usually just like, all right, nice playing with you. I'll see you later. And or maybe I'll see you around, something like that. The one of the guys is like, yeah, he's like, my son's about your age. Like, you, should, you should link up with him. I'm like, There's, this is a one-time thing, buddy. We're, I'm not here to make friends with, with you or your extended family. I I have not seen people that I know that I'm I've been friends with my entire life over the past year. I'm not gonna all of a sudden give your son a call out of the blue and be like, I heard you might be a cool guy because we're around the same age. I don't know what, what 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 that request was bizarre to me. Like that was even after we finished the round. Like said goodbye in the green on the 18th green, went back up. I was like just meandering around the parking lot, and it came, they, both these guys come up to me and start talking to me. I'm like. This is, we, we were done. 
10 minutes ago, boys. I don't know what we're doing over here. Do they want to have a drink? Is there a bar at the end of the? There is, but there was no mention of a drink. No. So they just wanted a little talk. It was just, they, these guys love to talk. We are, they were so fucking slow. They were so fucking slow. We got asked, we let two people, two groups ahead of us, which is ridiculous. And uh, I've never golfed before, but oh, I've golfed once, but like not enough to really know etiquette. If you let someone play through, I feel like that it's almost like emasculating. Like they're better than you. They hit the ball farther. Like I would almost feel like well, weaker then. Yeah, well, sometimes it's like a group of four will let a group of two go ahead because like just naturally two are going to play faster than four. It's like I in the shopping line if someone has like only two things, you have a bunch yeah. let them go. Always yeah, let them go, yeah. It's just a courteous type thing, yeah. In this case, it was um, – we let a group of two ahead of us. We were four. We let a group of two ahead of us. Uh, and then we let a group of three ahead of us. But, like, there's GPS tracking devices on the carts, so they know how long you're taking in the clubhouse. And the ranger yeah. came up to us at least two times to tell us to speed the fuck up. Oh. And these guys were like, we're not moving slow. We're not, we're not playing that slow. But, like, but I know slow players and fast players. These guys were slow as shit, man. So like so I, you heard that you heard them defend themselves and in your head you're like they like the, ra- the ranger left and they were they were like well, I don't think we're playing that slow I'm like all right yeah and then I'd look over I'd be I'd be set up for my shot and these two guys would be waiting in their cart like you're supposed to go to the other ball whatever you're, you're supposed to be ready like if I hit <laughs> the the next guy I I shouldn't have to wait for you to go to your ball to hit like you just got to figure it out there's got to be yeah something. this isn't the masters we're not waiting for CBS to come back for your yeah. fucking shot yeah. Yeah, I played with my brother and, like, his group. And, man, they, they play, like, they're double parked. But, like, not rush because rush is bad, too. It's just everybody's ready. Just get, everybody gets their ball. You know, no, nobody's stepping on each other's shot. Like, there's no problems. It's just everybody's ready and they go, and that's it. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's great. Place is the best. And, and imagine, imagine if you're that guy's son and you get a random phone call. <laughs> how do you play how head? does that how does that phone like how does that phone call even go i don't even pick uh, up random numbers imagine you get a like a phone message i got like a text from some yeah probably a text yeah hey golf with your dad <laughs> the other day he said you were he said you were looking for someone to golf with imagine reading that text and being like dad what the fuck like what are you doing to me yeah. yeah, I'm ignoring the call, going right to my father, and maybe putting him in a home. From then, then I'm taking <laughs> yeah. away, taking away his phone, and you know, putting him away somewhere. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what people think, man. That's crazy, crazy, crazy idea. This guy's having. Why don't you golf with your son? What the fuck? Do you, do you guys <laughs> be the same age? What does you guys having the same age have to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Maybe you guys will have some common interests. You, know, you guys uh, were born around the same time. Trying to hook you up with his son on a oh, blind man. golf date. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, thanks, man. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, so how do you get out of that? That's one of my biggest fears, actually, like going back to the dog park thing is um, – and this is – you know, I have way bigger fears that keep me up at night, but this is more of like the, just a common fear <laughs> – yeah. Is someone who wants to like exchange numbers? Oh, here, a grown adult, a grown man or woman, asking me for my phone number. That's like a fair <laughs> of mine. Because what yeah. do I say to that? What do I say besides ah? No, I don't want to do that. 
Yeah. Uh, really, this was like I was drowning, and I assume I've never tried ever drowned before. But I assume like you kind of you're just kind of flailing for the surface of the water. You kind of black out for a second, and the next thing you know, like you're in, you're in your car headed home. And that's basically what it was. I don't know. I don't know how I got out of it. To be honest with you, I think I just kind of said, "Uh huh, yeah, uh huh, uh huh," and then I, at some point made excuse that I, had, I, I, I can't. I just spent four and a half hours with you schmucks on the golf course. I don't want to spend another four and a half hours talking to you guys. Uh, and four and a half hours for eighteen is absurd. Absurd. We were we were the first ones out, and it took four and a half hours. It's not at all how it should work. Wow. Okay. Um. So, so yeah, how, you you got so basically you were a twosome, they yeah. were a twosome, and they put you together to make four basically. Yeah, it was a bad job by the starter because we there was between eight and eight thirty. I saw maybe one other twosome go out, and so we went at eight thirty. So I don't know, like I would have happily gone off before these guys and just played as two. So then they put out two, then they put out So four. if you guys are the first ones, uh, you guys were the first ones teeing no, we, off? We weren't the first ones. There was people ahead of us, but they were. I was going to say, well, you could have like just pat, you could have just went ahead of them. Is it that's bad etiquette to like ditch your partners or whatever? Uh, well, usually if it's a busier day, you wouldn't. They, they, they hook you up for a reason, you know what I mean? To kind of keep things moving. And these guys yeah. were slow golfers or were they just talkers or both? Both. They were oh, slow, both. That's They're brutal. Both, yeah. yeah. And that was like the great thing. My, my brother's friends, like, you would talk, you talk, you talk. Somebody stepped into the ball, silence. Swing, <laughs> pick, pick up the conversation right where he left off. That's how it should be. It's, a, it's an art form. It really is. Right. I mean, there's a lot of downtime, I would assume, walking to your ball, cart, or whatever. Like, there's yeah. plenty of time to talk. Yeah. You don't have to uh, let it cut into actual game time. Yeah. And we're just, let's just talk like, – that's a place where you can just talk golf. Like, you just talk the course, courses in the area. You don't have to talk about, like, heady stuff. You don't have to go nuts talking about work and shit like that. The guys, like, one guy was asking me, like, how I liked Wallingford. That was too much for me. I'm like, it's okay. Uh, he's like, oh, it's yeah, like, it's, it's got the main road there, and he's going through, like, all these landmarks. I'm like, yeah, I fucking live here too. Why are you telling me all the places here? I just told you I lived here for eight years. It's like breaking down Wallingford <laughs> like it's a Las Vegas strip. Yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> it's brutal. So, not actually not the worst small talk I've had this week, though. To be honest with you, and that was I, like, would, I wouldn't doubt it. Go as ahead. uncomfortable as that was at uh, the baseball field's opening. Well, it wasn't really opening day. It was uh, I don't know. They they're just getting rolling with little league now. So there's a bunch of practices or scrimmages and stuff. And I got both kids going. So uh, I was over there all day Saturday, or like all morning to the afternoon on Saturday. And uh, my, my son was done. I was going over to my, the field where the T-ball was with my daughter. And I'm coming off the field. Like I got her all settled. There's like a little meeting. I come off the field, and there's a guy who I had known um, through the league, and he actually fixed my air conditioning one time. So I knew him. And we started like, he had, you know, the, oh, remember I was with you that day and I got a call asking me to volunteer, asked me if I wanted to volunteer. And oh, yeah. Are you the head coach now? No, 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 I'm not. They found somebody, uh, thankfully. But so it's him. So it's a guy I know through, uh, through a few different things. And he starts talking to me, whatever. And then kind of, he start, he's telling me like there, there's not a lot of volunteers. I'm like, oh, man. I was like, I know where this is going. 
tell me how much work's involved, like how old his kids are and how he's been involved for this amount of years. And, you know, his, once his kids are older, like, where's he going to go? And then this other guy comes over who's like, like a head, like the head of the league or something. I don't know exactly what he does. It's the same thing. Like we put in hours and hours of work. It's really difficult. And, you know, my kids haven't been involved for 15 years, but I've, I've never given it up. But, you know, so basically they're like giving me like the, uh, the soft sell on volunteering. Oh, yeah, they're giving you a pitch. Yeah, they're giving me like the runaround. And, but they're not, even, they're not coming out and asking. They're just kind of being like, yeah, we need volunteers. I'm like, the guy knows I work, you know, where I work. I'm like, I, I don't really want to, I don't really want to rush back just to volunteer and then only watch, you know, one of my kids play. I want to be involved with both my kids. Shit like that. So I'm like, I, I, that I didn't know how to get up. I was looking for like, for you at that point for inspiration because I needed, so I needed somehow to like give a handoff, but I had nobody to hand them off to. And yeah. they're sitting there just like talking to both of my ears, talking about the importance of volunteer, but also how much it sucks to volunteer, how much fucking work's involved, and how much work they put in over the summer. So I don't know if they wanted me to pat them on the back and say thank you. I don't know if they want me to like just, just right there, just commit to the, to the next from the next twenty years of my life to volunteer at these fields. I don't know. I don't know what they're looking for, but I just at some point, thank God, some of us came along. Was like, we need you over here on field two, and I was like, <laughs> all right. Thank you. So, and, is, are they making this pitch as a game's going on? Yeah, missed my daughter's first tee ball at that. Yeah, so that was fun. Are you, literally, that's not a joke. That is not a joke. I missed it. <laughs> I had to go over. I'm like, how did how did she do? Oh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, some people. I, I think they were giving you a pitch. Oh, it was a thousand percent a pitch. Yeah. And you didn't say shit, right? You just like, yeah, cool. Well, I was like, I was like, if I'm around, because it was like for the T-ball team. I was like, if I'm around, she want and the coach wants me to help. I'm happy to help out if I'm here. But like, well, during the week, I'm usually there late, and on Saturdays, I'm going to be bouncing between my son's game and her game. So I'm not going to jump in the field if I'm trying to watch my son do his thing too. You know. And Little League, I mean, a Little League, T-ball, they have, like, coaches out on the field and everything. Yeah, yeah. Gets- I, was always, I was always wondering this because I was thinking back to when I played. Mm. What is – if you're coaching a Little League team, mm. especially, especially the head coach, yeah. what's the proper attire? The proper attire? Uh, yeah. yeah. What are you, what are you going to wear? Like, I don't know. You know. I feel like you shouldn't wear jeans. Like what should you wear? No, these guys are in like, um, sweatpants or wind pants, sh- shorts. I mean, tonight, I there's, tonight, tonight there was practice and it was a little chilly. I think the guys were in sweatpants and well, practice is different. I'm talking about the game. Oh, I don't think there's no real attire. I think probably the same attire. They're not wearing a uniform. No, you're not going to wear a uniform. It's not the big leagues, but I'm just trying to think. Like, I could see a certain head coach. I could see me have, like, I don't know, sweatpants. I'd have a problem with a coach wearing, I think. What should they be in? Shorts? I, I, I'm asking. I'm legit asking. I don't know. Wind pants? What about, yeah, what about just, like? I think wind pants are okay. Like, clean. What about a top? What shirt should you wear? I think you should wear something with, like, a collar. What, what, Polo if, it's, shirt. what if it's, like, the team shirt? Team shirt is solid, yeah. yeah. Team shirt, I like that. I like a team shirt. Shows you're a part of the team. Yeah, kids uh, will play hard for you. Absolutely. Yeah, but I've always thought about that. Like, if I was coaching little league, what would I wear? <laughs> like, I don't know if jeans. I don't know if jeans on a baseball field seems kind of weird to me. But then also sweatpants seem like 
you're kind of a slob. Yeah, but also these guys are like working. They're going right to the field. They might just have whatever shit they have in their car, unless if they if they show up in their work clothes or if they just want to change, they're gonna throw whatever they they have in the car, you know. Yeah, like a blue like, collar guy showing up like from work. Yeah, that's okay. I like that. These guys, these guys were dressed like athletically. I think for the most part tonight. Okay. Again, it's practice. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. You know, opening day is uh, the. 13. Yeah. All right. I got to know oh. what the coach, head co- specifically yeah. head coach. I'll oh, yeah. All right. Coach I'll, let you know. I'll let you know for sure. Come on. <laughs> I can't remember, I can't remember one watch. of my coaches one time wearing like the, uh, you know, like the softball shorts. Oh. They're like baseball pants, but they're shorts. Yes. I, I, don't think, I don't think that's, I think you could do a lot worse than that. <laughs> were, they, were, they, <laughs> were they overly tight? That's why I think they were being too, way too tight. Yeah, probably. If I had to guess. Do you have high socks with them? I think so. Uh, that's a little much. That's a, it's, you could do better. You could, you could do a lot. Team better. shirt. I think he had a team shirt. Though. I'm not signing up. I'm not signing up for my coach to be wearing the, the softball shorts. Wasn't there a major league team that wore the shorts for a period of time? In the 70s? No. Really? Yeah, I think in the 70s there was a team. See, who do you think? I'm going to look it up. Who do you think would have been the team in the 70s that wore Shorts. There was one team. God, I don't know, like a West Coast team, the Padres. We're going your own Padres is your guess. That's the best I can come up with off the top of my head. Uh, let's see here. Of course, I just put in fucking shorts and. Uh... Oh wow, kind of a respectable team too. Well, not anymore. Um, this would be the Chicago White Sox. Really? Yeah. How long did that? I don't remember that at all. I mean, it was 70. That wasn't around, but still. I don't remember ever hearing about that. There you go. Well, a short experiment. The story of the Chicago White Sox shorts. Uh, I never liked I – I didn't even like playing softball in shorts, really, even though I would. Yeah, it's sliding. If they're basketball shorts, it's fine. I think I could – I think that's, basketball shorts are acceptable for a manager. Okay. Uh, trying to think what wouldn't be acceptable. I, I just feel like sweatpants is a little too casual. Yeah, it's fair. I think this. I think just like clean, fresh, athletic pants, we find. You could probably find the right pair of sweatpants, but like the beat up, kind of faded ones, no good. Yeah, they have to be proper fitting. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, I almost like I almost like the basketball shorts with a polo shirt with like the team logo on the polo. Oh, that's pretty fresh. Yeah, I get I get behind that. I don't mind that look. Yeah, there are some great pictures of uh, some white sock goose gossage on the white socks when the shorts goose pre Yankees. So are we talking eighties or seventies? Because he was on the White Sox. This is nineteen seventy six. Oh wow! Oh yeah, because that that makes that lines up actually. Because Sparky Lyle. All right. Goose first year of seventy seven. Goose Gossage and short. I gotta see this. Let's see. That looks like it only happened like two games. Uh, those are hideous. <laughs> oh yeah, not good uniforms. 
Looks like it only happened for two games or something. Was it a special? This is a short experiment. No pun intended. Yeah, so August 27th, 1976. So I think it'll happen a couple times in 1976. Hmm. All right, yeah. I set, don't know. set him back. Set the White Sox back 30 years. They didn't get over the hump until 2005. <laughs> I'm not saying the short experiment had anything to do with it, but it didn't help. No, for sure. It's, you're, you're asking for trouble. Who was the? Was it the White Sox who did the nickel bear night that got out of hand? Is that the yeah. White Sox? Yeah, I think so. That was a much better experiment, even though that was kind of a disaster too. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I forget the story. Didn't they make a documentary about? It was that? Cleveland, was... Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland, ten cent beer night. Oh yeah, I would definitely have to. I, I would definitely have to uh, get hammered to go fucking. Cleveland Indian game in nineteen seventy whatever. I haven't there are I could think mistake mistake by the lake. I used, hole. used to get dollar beers, I I think. That was probably the best I ever did in my time. Um, Where though? This was a bar in Jersey. Oh, I thought you were talking about a game. Yeah, okay. Uh, no, no, yeah. That's as far as like specials go, that was probably the best one. And we would so it was happy hour and there was free pizza. So we'd go, it was, I think it, it might have been every day. But we'd usually go on a Thursday or Friday. And I know for sure I've done many a time on a Thursday there. And uh, we'd go, let's say it was five to six. It's probably like four to five before like the real workers got out of work. Probably just yeah. for college kids. Uh, so we'd go, we'd load up on pizza. We'd order, you know, we'd just keep drinking. And then at like 10 of five, we'd order like a dozen beers each. Mm-hmm. And they yeah, just they would, they would just come out with tray. I just remember like three, four trays coming out just for the table every time. And this uh, is uh, this is draft bear, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Because yeah, they they don't keep track of the inventory as well with draft bear. So usually those are the uh, specials. I remember like I mean, working... you weren't full pints or anything, but you know, nah. But still, I mean, yeah. even if it's twelve ounces, yeah. that works. That was. I, I uh, when I first started drinking, I remember Buffalo Wild Wings used to do. Uh, dollar PBRs, I believe, on Wednesday nights. Mm. It was definitely oh, yeah. a weeknight. It definitely wasn't a Friday or Saturday. But, like, we would go down on a Wednesday night, baseball season over the summer, Yankees, and just it was great crushing PBR, dollar packs. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know too many places where you're drinking for a dollar nowadays. What was the, uh, what was the Wednesday night special at Keys to the City? That was Thursday night. Oh, it was Thursday? Whatever. What was that special? That was, uh, it was, you pay for a cup and it was unlimited well drinks. Man. $15 for a cup. I don't oh know what my it was. God. What were they thinking? I mean, they went out of business, didn't they? Yeah. I don't know. They might still be around. I have no idea. That's a good point. We went twice and that was it. They, they stopped doing it right after that. We only went twice? I think so. I feel like we took full advantage of that. <laughs> It was, yeah, because it was a long two nights. Yeah, it was a uh, that was another short experiment. Yeah, yeah. So I, mean, I don't know. It was short for us. I don't, I don't know how long it was going on. We discovered it and then it ended. Well, Cleveland hasn't won a World Series, and neither have we. So, 
Right. Fair. Yeah. You know, I, re- I revisited Moonstruck over the weekend. You watched it? I made it halfway through. Okay. <laughs> All right. I was late. It was late. It wasn't necessarily because it was awful. It was more because it was really late. Okay. I just started it. Um, not great, though. I, I, I've always been on the fence about Moonstruck because I saw it when I was younger and didn't really remember it. Okay. Eh, it's just, I didn't realize how highly regarded this movie was. Like, people, it was nominated for Academy Awards. Cher yeah. won Best Actress. Yeah. And uh, it was nominated for Best Picture. Um, it was not the best. Whoever the director was mm-hmm. uh, got nominated. Did you get I like, see- I did not think Moonstruck. I thought Moonstruck was kind of like a throwaway, cheesy Italian romantic comedy. I didn't realize it was put up on a pedestal. How was Aiello? The best by far. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Nick Cage guy, yeah. but, like, I don't know. Cage didn't work for me as, like, the Italian, like, over-the-top. Like, whereas Aiello, that's his bread and butter. Oh, yeah. Being the over-the-top, you know, Italian guy. That's, that's who he is. That's the best. What sort of, like, Italian, um, I don't know, I won't say stereotypes, but, like, what, like what, what kind of what good points of being Italian showed up in the, in the parts that you saw? Like, anything you, kind of re- you could relate to? Um, Italian American, sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know if this is relatable, but like very stereotypical. Like she's got like the overbearing like father and mother sort of thing. Mm. Like worried about who she's gonna marry. This and that. Like that. that like Olympia Dukakis is the mother, and uh, is that her name? Olympia Dukakis. She's the mother, and look who's talking. I'm sure yeah. she's been in other stuff too. And uh, the father is—you would know the father, Vincent something. He, you probably know him. He's the bartender in the Hustler. You can, you know the face. You know the face. The bartender in the Hustler. He's the bartender. In, I'm telling you, you, you know the face. Yeah, I don't know what his name is though. I'm trying to like, yeah, JTS Brown. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, he, trust me. If you see the face, you'll know him. There's a few bartenders in the Hustler. Well, he's one of them. He's the, he's the one that was in Moonstruck. Vincent wow. Gardenia. Okay. Vincent Gardenia. Yeah, I mean, what, I don't know. What's he best known for? I think it might be Moonstruck. I don't know. It, may, it might be... The Hustler and Moonstruck. That's what I'm saying. Look at this guy's mug. Yeah, it's a good mug. Vincent Gardenia. You know Vincent Gardenia. Stand-up guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, other than that, I don't know. I don't, I, only made, I don't even know if I made it halfway through. All right. All right. It's uh, not one for us. Yeah, and whoever – I don't know. Very highly regarded by the Academy back then, apparently. I didn't watch uh, much of the Oscars last night. I watched maybe five minutes of it. That's five more minutes than me. I don't, I don't do award shows. I usually get into the Oscars a little bit. I guess there's, uh, no, there's not really movies I was interested in. I mean, there's a lot, I watch a lot of the movies, but I don't know. I only saw one of the movies. So. <laughs> no, no Scorsese. 
doesn't doesn't really do it for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It seems like it was very depressing. The movies that were, uh, I hate when like all the movies are like real. It's like real life shit. <laughs> like the one that won Best Picture. I read the synopsis. One was like this movie? woman, her husband dies, and she loses her job. It's like what the fuck? It's like real that life was, shit. That movie's pretty good, Nomadland. Yeah. It's just I don't know. It's some some shit. It's it's a little too depressing. It's a little not too close to home. I can't relate to that. That's, but it was there was depressing parts of that movie. I thought I thought it ended with optimism. To be honest with you, but you had to get through a lot of yeah depression. Yeah, and I could see where if you saw it, where you would say that did not end optimistically. I could see that too. That did not end on a great note. But I thought it ended to me. It was an optimistic ending. I don't. I would assume most people, now that I think about it, most people probably don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of the movies I like over the years have been a little depressing, but they're more like because of like violence and it's more like right in your face depression. Right. We're, shit, right. we're all shitty people who are just absolute pieces of garbage to each other. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, there's a lot of that in these <laughs> movies this year, that's for sure. Yeah. I just saw Bill Maher do a thing, and he was talking about how depressing they were. Yeah, and I've I've like kind of felt like that for the past couple few years. Should have watched Kong versus Godzilla. No depression, no depression at all. I, it was, but I should have started that the other night over Moonstruck. I thought about it, but I knew I wasn't going to make it all the way through, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to fall asleep there in Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, I yeah, knew okay. I wouldn't go back to it. Well, I think it's off. I think it's off HBO now. So, ah, shit. <laughs> it'll be back. It'll be back somewhere. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know how long they have to wait before they bring it back. But I, I did see that a woman won for best director, second one all time. That was for Nomadland, also. Oh, that yeah. was the same movie. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. You know who the first woman was that won? Um, I no, I I think I I think I did, but I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. Catherine Bigelow won for uh, Hurt Locker. Oh, right, 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 right. Yep. Right. So she's known for Hurt Locker, and which I saw it was okay. I'm a war movie guy, but I don't know. I, I feel like people, this is a little side tangent. Do you feel like people go a little overboard on Jeremy Renner? <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I don't know. I, do they? People. He was very good. He was no. He was very good in the movie. But the way Pete, some people talk about him, it's a little much. I, this could just be me hearing one person talk about him one time and just kind of turn me off. He's a very good actor. Not here to not here to knock him. I just think people overdo it on him. I don't know. I, yeah, I, haven't, I can't say I've heard anybody go bananas about Jeremy Renner. I can't think of anything else he's in besides these Marvel these Marvel movies. And in there, these oh whatever. the town. He was good in the town. Oh yeah, he was really good in the town. Yes, yep. All Very right. good in the town. Yeah, listen, to, listen to you, <laughs> go bananas about Jimmy. I'm sick and tired of people like you going crazy over Jeremy Renner. Yeah, I'm part of the problem. Just hey, like you that. are. Fall right into the trap. <laughs> yeah. Excellent in the town. <laughs> and hey, how Stole about the that? movie? Hey, what kind of vaccine did you get? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so Catherine Big, I didn't, I, I didn't make it all the way through Zero Dark Thirty. Also, I didn't. I wanted to because everyone mm -hmm. raved about it, and I just – I don't know. I started watching it one day and never went back to it. Mm -hmm. It was like, I don't know. It was, I just wanted to see him kill Bin Laden. It took too long to get there. 
What's your name? One of those long movies. What's your name? In Zero Dark Thirty, right? Chastain, right? Is that her? Yeah, Yeah, like Jessica Chastain, also. Yeah, but that's not her best movie. You know, a movie she did early on, maybe her. I think it was her first one. Um, no, blows Hurt Locker, blows Hurt Locker, and Zero Dark Thirty out of the water. I don't know what was her. Wait, big or um, the director you're talking about? Director Bigelow. No, I don't know. I don't know. Point Break. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. So I, even though I didn't really uh, – I didn't dislike the Hurt Locker. I just thought, I thought people hyped it a little bit too much. <laughs> it was no Point Break. Nah, Point Break. She, I mean, I don't want to say she peaked, but how do you, how do you top that? <laughs> you don't. You don't. You're just trying, you're trying to ride that wave. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. No pun intended. Yeah, man. <laughs> Just catch 10, yep. So, uh, good for uh, the woman last night. No way, no way, Nomad Land was good as Point Break, though. That was called probably, Nomad, Nomad Land. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'd watch, uh, I would watch, rewatch Point Break before I, watch, before I rewatch Nomad Land. Yeah, I mean, it's on all the time. It's just the best. <laughs> and what was, uh, so they, how did they do the show last night? What? There's no host, right? Everyone's canceled now. So, yeah, it was weird. And like, I put it on for a few minutes, and it looked like it was in like some like a, in a ballroom of a hotel, basically. So it it was so strange. Um, and I I, I could just already hear people being like, "Wow, they, these people tell us to wear a mask all year. Now here they are not wearing masks." And yeah, it's like people are just gonna be stupid about this. Um. Like I could see that happen from a mile away. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, I watched literally five minutes of it. I saw somebody get an award for whatever, set design or costumes or something. Knows it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was never into award shows, really. I, I don't know what – I just – Yeah, like, I usually – I don't like – I see that. I hate when people – there are people who will watch – there's two types of people who watch award shows. There's the people who are just doofuses who just, they want to see what so-and-so's wearing. You know what I mean? They want to see this person, that person. They're like, Oh, all these people in one place. There's that person. Then there's the people. There's the second type of person that watches award shows are the people who like to get upset when, you know, Oh, this guy uh, made a political statement and this guy made a political statement. How dare they try and, tell me how to and to be honest with you i don't know which person i hate more you know what i mean the person who watches the oscars to get angry or the person who actually genuinely like enjoys like all is is, like starstruck by all these people so i just do i just i my my what i used to do is i would make a point to like watch a movie like maybe something that was actually nominated during the oscars nice something useful really celebrating the movies right Right. I, that, that's my, the reasons I've watched the Oscars in the past are because there's usually some uh, some connections to older movies and they celebrate kind of the history of movies. You know, see like a montage that include like, you know, Casablanca and Rocky and Gone with the Wind and, yeah, uh, you know, whatever. Just have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And then the, the years I'm really into it are the years like 
like when the departed is nominated or the Irishman is the, is nominated. Um, I wanted to see like what Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know, Tarantino was nominated and stuff like that. You know, when when uh, Mickey Rourke was nominated, I'm rooting for somebody to uh, that I really liked. Him. Yeah, I liked him and the wrestler. Want kind of want to see him come full circle and and win the award, like that kind of thing. That's when I kind of get into a little bit more. But the Oscar, the Oscars is the only award show that I watch. Like, I don't even watch like the fucking ESPYS. And it's just no, it's, I don't. It's, I know watch the ESPYS. Yeah. I, I, think, I think it's just a connection to like old Hollywood that kind of attracts me to it. I don't care. That's you, fair. You get up there and make a speech. I don't really don't care. There's like none of the speeches. Are did mentioned. anybody do that? Did they? Did anybody get mad at a political speech last night? I, I, have, no, I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I didn't even read about it today. Like to see what happened or like I know a few winners. I didn't even realize that Nomadland won Best Picture until you told me. Um. I forgot it was even on last night, to be honest. And then I just happened to look today mm. to see just who won on Wikipedia. That's it. How do you know who won Best Actor? Or- I think it was Anthony Hopkins. I don't know what he was in. The father. Okay. Did he play a priest? I think it was just like a, like a prick dad. Got on the Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, his first one is that Anthony Hopkins' first one? Is there, or has he won? Hmm. He had to win Best Supporting Actor in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, I think he won for that for sure. I don't know if he ever won Best Actor though. Hmm. Because that'd be like a short list of how many guys who have won two Best Actors. Uh, I think Daniel Day Lewis is the only guy with more than two, right? Is that is that right or no? Does Hanks have two? Yeah, Hanks went went back to back. That's crazy. Yeah, um, I do know a lot about the odds. I don't watch the show, but I I do know. Like, I keep a, a running toll on like who's won what. Yeah, the thing with the Oscars is like there's not it's not a it's not a great history of the movies. I mean, I get there's the stories behind it, but I mean a lot of times just like the wrong movie is wins Best Picture. Sometimes like the best movie isn't even fucking nominated. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's probably part of the reason I don't get into it too. I, I stopped caring about. I don't know. It's in, it's like kind of like the, the MVP. Like I'm into winning championships, not these yeah. individual awards. I I do I do appreciate this aspect of the Oscars. Is like a lot of times, like some people get up there and it's it is for. It is for something like you know set design or some shit like that, and that like that's a that's a life highlight for them. That's like they're. Like, it's great to, if that's your career and that's what you do, you probably love going to work every day. But, like, winning an award for it and winning an Oscar for it, it's got to be, like, such a, a lifelong dream come true. Yeah, like for sure. Not, that, that aspect of it is kind of cool to me, too. Like to watch people, you know, like, the, the joy that they can achieve through this is, is pretty cool. Like, watching their, you know, just watching their dream come true, like, in real time. And then... The other five people just fucking <laughs> dreams get crushed or whatever yeah. else nominated. I'm sure like that, like there was one lady who was nominated in the category I saw and she had to be like 70 and you, I have no idea. She could have had three Oscars. I have no idea. You know what I mean? But maybe it's like her yeah. one, one chance. I've, you know, her championship window is closed now. Yeah. It's a slam shot. Who, who knows? I have no idea. Maybe, maybe she's nominated every fucking year. I have no idea. 
but whatever. I think it's, to me, that's who makes the decisions, who makes the decisions that what's going to get nominated and that's what, and what, and what eventually wins. That's another problem. I don't think all the people watch all the screeners and shit that are voting. Like, I think people, like, I, I, I've heard stories about that. And it's like, whatever, it's the Academy, I guess. I don't know. People, members of the Academy. I would take that fucking very seriously. Yeah, you, you would have to. I would, yeah, for sure. So the guy who won for best actor, no, for best supporting actor, was um, the lead character in Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay. And he was great. That movie is excellent. He was great in it, but he was the lead actor. But somehow they like finagled him to be into the best supporting actor category, which I think actually took away from Sasha Baron Cohen's chances of winning because he was great in. Uh, the oh, Ch- he was nominated. Yeah, for uh, Trial of the Chicago. Yeah, Seven. that's the one movie. That's the only movie I saw that was nominated. And he he was awesome in that movie, right? Yeah, he was very good. Yeah. All right. Did you like that movie? I did, yeah. Yeah. And he yeah, and he was phenomenal. So I think like I don't know if he would have won, but I think I really took away from his chances of winning because I mean, the the kid I would pick I would pick him um over Sasha Baron Cohen. If it's mm-hmm. just those two head to head, it's not an easy choice, but I would that's the way I would go. But uh I think it would've been awesome if he had a chance if fucking Borat is winning Oscars. It'd be amazing. Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised surprised he was even in that movie. I was like, Sasha Baron Cohen's in this. Uh, he no, it, he was yeah, he was. He was very yeah. good. And it was like kind of like a good character. It was based on a real guy. It was like kind of a good character for him to play. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you a little a little side story about that guy, Abby Hoffman. Oh yeah, I did a little research on him in the aftermath. Yeah. What do you got? <laughs> you know, uh so Abby Hoffman uh, is like a uh, for those people who don't know, he was like a uh, activist, right? I mean, I don't know how to really how to yeah, like a hippie, him. big part of the hippie movement. Yeah, kind of like this. Yeah, whatever. I, I don't know that much about him. I just have a quick fun fact about him. Uh, so the guy who plays uh, Carlo on Sopranos, what was his name? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Ray, um, Ray something. Right? Is it gonna Carmine? Not, not Ray Abruzzo. No, not no. Ah, what the hell's his name? I mean, it's not important <laughs> to the story. You know, everyone knows who Carlo is. I would hope. But he used, <laughs> he was a he was a cop. Okay. For many years. Okay. He busted Abby Hoffman selling coke at like the Plaza Hotel or something. <laughs> wow, that is yeah, that was is that, random. Was that on? Uh, that Carlo? was on the podcast. Yeah, Carlo Gervais. Yeah, what's his real name? Uh, oh, Arthur Nes- Nascarella. Yeah, okay. He used to be a cop, I believe, New York City cop, yeah. detective or something. Right. I don't know if it was like a sting operation or it was something. He, did he kill himself, Abby Hoffman? I think he did, yeah, yeah. Um, later on, like the 80s, he did. And then the other guy, his buddy, did he get hit by like a bus? That right? I don't know. I, I just read about Abby Hoffman because that's how good that's how good he was. I had to like kind of look him up a little bit after that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think his buddy got hit by like a, a, a fucking bus, like random. Oh man. 
That's like uh, Kevin Spacey's accuser. What happened? Got hit by a bus. One of the, one of the kids? Was, or he was a kid at the time? Yeah, some, yeah there was like a few mystic, this kind of odd deaths within that circle. Hmm. Like within Kevin, like I think two or three people died that were involved with the lawsuits and stuff. Kevin Spacey have some, I don't know, part of the Illuminati or something. Maybe I have no idea. But I'm just saying. I'm just I'm just stating the facts. I'm not here to speculate. Just be careful. Just be I careful. Say, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not pointing any fingers. Let it be known. Right. Right. I still watch Usual Suspects. If anyone's listening. Still appreciate that. Movie. I would understand. Yeah, I, it's not. It's not a movie I could really give up. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. I won't watch American Beauty anymore, though. Talk, talk, talk about the press. I yeah. I watched American Beauty when it first came out. That's a tough one to revisit. Yeah, that's probably the one time. That's probably the one movie I will. One of those movies I'll only watch one time. Yeah, I may have been. Yeah, that was that was a tough one. That's a tough. That's a tough rewatch. American Beauty. We won't be. We won't be talking about that one on the show. No, no, no. That one won all kinds of best pictures. And oh, I think it. I think it won best picture. If I had a guess, definitely nominated. Yeah. Yeah, it won all kinds of awards. I think it was like that was the year of that movie. I think that was the year ninety nine. Oof! I have no idea. I guess ninety nine. Oh, yeah. So he got busted. Abby Hoffman got caught selling uh, three pounds of Coke to two undercover narcotic agents at the Diplomat Hotel on 43rd Street. I don't know if he was one of the undercover ones, uh, Carlo Gervasi. Man, oh, man. Can't even sell Coke anymore. It's crazy. Unbelievable. (laughs) What's a guy got to do? (laughs) <laughs> um, hmm. uh, yeah he wrote a book called steal this book abby hoffman yeah i think people weren't happy i don't think like booksellers are happy about that <laughs> what because people are stealing that book <laughs> oh <laughs> gotcha uh, did he kill himself or did he OD? Did you look that up? I thought he killed himself. I thought he uh, I'm not sure. He probably, he probably had a hard time after the hippie moment, if I had to guess. He was pre- pretty all in, and then uh, the 80s happened. Yeah, 80s was a bummer for a lot of people. I figure like, I figure like the 60s, you're riding high. I mean, the hippie movement was only like a couple years, really, like. Woodstock and all that shit it was only like 67, 68. Like it was only 68, 9 maybe. It carried, when did Vietnam end? It carried through the war, I would say, right? Like, well, what, there, was a, there was an incident out west at a Rolling Stones concert where like the hippies hired the Hells Angels to be security for the Rolling Stones concert. Uh-huh. And then the Hells Angels killed somebody. And that's like considered the end of the era, basically. That's what made Wait, it. Wait, so, so it, was, it was a Stones concert. The hippies hired the Hell's Angels for secu- like to protect them. Yeah, like to be security, security for the concert. Yeah, 
Like just oh, okay. Yeah, break up the crowd, whatever. Get don't let me get too close to the stones, whatever it is. Like just just like you have you have security guards at the concerts you go to. These were these were instead of having badges, they had, I don't know, mullets and uh yeah. stained t shirts. <laughs> right. Um yeah, so then they killed some somebody somehow somebody got killed by a Hells Angel, like a guest or whatever. And that's considered like the end of the era. So it was really short-lived. Like I'm sure it carried into the 70s a little bit, but I don't think it was ever, I don't think it ever reached the heights like it did in the late 60s. The thing with the hippie movement was, what was the end game? I think it was uh, really just, I think it was just like a peaceful type, you know, they wanted peace in the world. They wanted peace through... I don't know, drugs and stuff. And then I think people started, I think that's a big part of it is, was, was drugs, but also, but after like that, people started getting fucked up. I mean, the seventies all cocaine and shit. And it's not about, you know, it's not about mellowing out or. That's the wrong. Yeah. That's the wrong uh, drugs. Everything was about pushing a limit and shit like that to come to seventies and the eighties and stuff. And that kind of went against everything the hippies were trying to do, I think. But I don't yeah. Yeah, what was the end game? I don't know if they were like organized to the point where you know, <laughs> they, so. they, they wanted to like topple the government or something like that. But I think they wanted to see change. You know, they wanted to see change for the better. They didn't want to be in Vietnam. I think that was part of it. They they wanted to get troops out of Vietnam. Number one. Vietnam was the big thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, Nixon is a pretty easy guy to be like. Here's a bad dude. <laughs> let's not let's not follow people like this anymore. Right. Um, yeah, I think it, I think it was just hoping to kind of make some sort of positive changes in the world they're living in. So, so Abby Hoffman was found dead in his apartment, um, overdose, but it was 150 phenobarbital tablets. Don't know what that is, and liquor. So it sounds like it was an overdose, but he did it purposely. Yeah. He sounds like he had issues with some mental illness. Um. So yeah, fifty-two, nineteen eighty-nine, yeah. and I got I got to look up the other, his buddy's name, Jerry something. I, I mean, I, I feel bad looking it up because I'm pretty sure he ended pretty horribly too. But whatever. Yeah, just the eighties just seems like Jerry Rubin. That was his name. Nineteen ninety-four, he hmm. got uh. Struck by a motorist Jesus. in front of his penthouse apartment. Jesus. Yeah. Well, that's different. I mean, he wasn't like a burnout, but that's like the 80s to me feels like a burnout for a lot of those guys, you know, 12, 15 years earlier were up to it. Yeah, in the, the, yeah the guy Ruben kind of, they kind of went in opposite directions, I think. Ruben kind of went legit. Yeah, like became a businessman. Mm kind of against the hippie movement i guess um oh yeah he yeah he became a stockbroker <laughs> yeah. which is like the exact opposite well he dove head first into the 80s then that's uh yeah i was no no shame in the 80s embracing, not at all embracing the 80s yeah 
Well, moved to LA. I mean, he went all. He went all. Yeah, slicked, a, slicked back his hair. Got a Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> I see you. I see you, Jerry Rubin. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh. All right. Well, should we call this one quits? Talk a little baseball after, after the hook here. That's a wrap. All right. Well, thank you as always to our loyal listeners for checking in with us today. We appreciate you. Spend the time with us as always. We'll talk to you on Thursday. We'll have uh, some Kentucky Derby shit. I'm making some picks, guaranteed winners. Right. I forgot about that. Yes. Derby this weekend and uh, NFL draft show. Second NFL. straight year, we're doing a draft show. That's right. Yes. And there'll be some fine print on the guaranteed winners. Uh, I assure you that is not. It's not face value on the guarantees, all right? There'll be an asterisk, just like on Bumgarner's no-hitter. There'll be three asterisks, at least. Yes. All right. Well, we'll be back here on Thursday. Thanks again. We'll talk to you guys. Is that where you – well, as far as the no-hitter goes – where do you uh, where do you stand? No I think hitter. it's a no hit. I think it's a no hitter, but you have to. Yeah. It comes with an asterisk. It's yeah. a separate. Call. Like, I, I, yeah, it has to be. It can't just be put in the same category as the other no hitters. But it is a no hitter. I mean, they ain't gonna hit. I think, I think I agree with you, but I think we're bearing what we should be talking about. We're get we're just we got robbed. We got robbed by these rules of watching Bumgarner go through his last two innings of a nine-inning game. He had 98 pitches. Let me see, yeah. let me see what they do. Force uh, Tory Lovello to make a decision, you know? Is he going to ride the guy if he's got 120 pitches in the ninth inning? Who knows how the game plays out if it's a nine-inning game? You don't even yeah. know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it helps that he, that they were playing against the Braves who had one hit over 14 innings yesterday, which is – and he's probably pitching differently, knowing it's a seven-inning game. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He's letting it air out. Yeah, he's let he's airing it out in inning six and seven. He probably wouldn't be doing that if he had to go another two after that. Four through nine don't get their second or their third at bat in the game, which is crazy to me. Their third at bat. Their third at bat. Yes, yeah, it's second the first time. Yeah, their third. Yeah, at-bat. not getting a third at bat is crazy. Yeah, going yeah. zero for two. That's when everything goes to hell. It goes to hell apparently, according to all the experts. The advanced metrics, yes. Third, third time through the order. If we're going to take away the third time through the order now to help these pitchers. The, 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 I, look, this is – baseball's got more problems to worry about than how we categorize a no-hitter. But this is a great reason to say we've got to get rid of these fucking seven-inning doubleheaders. I think they only uh, kept – They love them. The players like them. I don't care if they fucking like them. This doesn't mean anything. They like them. <laughs> What? They run the they run the sport. What does that mean? They what does that mean? They like them. It's not a baseball game. Baseball game is nine innings. That's the best. I know. I'm just telling you, it's only going to get worse. If the players like something, they're keeping it, and it's only going to get worse. The rule changes. They like the extra inning rule. Oh my god! What they don't they they, they like uh, they like you know calling it an early night, get in bed by eleven. Uh, it's like Ernie Banks. Let's play two. But let's shave off a couple innings from each game to make it not really two, to make it a glorified one and a half. Yeah. What's going on here? That doesn't make any sense. It just, it's, that takes away from the game, in my mind. Does it make it, does it make it uh, the full competitive game, in my mind?
Right. It's, it's not. It's, it's not a legit game, but it has. To, we have to call it a no hitter. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I can't take away anything from Madison Bumgarner. Yeah, you can't. I would. I, mean, I, would, I would like to see what would happen though. Did of they, course. Yeah, you're never gonna know. Did you see the highlights of it? Because I didn't even bother watching. A little bit. I mean, quick pitch showed me. You know, shows you a few. Uh, a few plays like the final out. But. They go nuts. Final out. Bumgarner's pretty like chill. Like he doesn't. How about the team? Yeah, the team probably went a little nuttier than Bumgarner. Mm. And and if Brad, teams don't now teams nowadays don't really preach or value contact anyway. So is no hitter even really a big deal? There's fucking three already this year. Rodon. They didn't go as nuts as the uh, White Sox did. Rodon. Musgrove. Oh, Musgrove, too. They yeah. Those teams – well, the Padres, it was their first one in team history. Yeah. And the White Sox – that was a tough one because the guy lost the perfect game with an out in the ninth. Yeah. Yeah. They went – yeah, this one was probably a little more subdued, but it's probably more because of Bumgarner. Like, guys, World Series MVP, I don't think he's really going <laughs> to go that crazy over uh, – Seven hitter. Yeah, but I would like to see Bumgarner. So, you know, legendary type pitcher, right? He's only 31, but it feels like he's in the late stages of his career. Well, yeah, he was 20 years old in that first World Series. Yeah, he pitched around, so he's been, been around forever. For a long time. I would like to see him, you know, a pitcher with all those miles on him, kind of gut gutted out for two more innings. It would have been awesome. Yeah. But we got robbed by these rules. And I, th- I think when I, we talked about it, I think these rules are still here because of COVID this year. To say, like, look, there's going to be some issues. Let's, you know, make things a little easier. But in the future, when we're not having, like, COVID, delay, like COVID time off. Yeah. You got to have it. It's got to be nine innings. It doesn't make any sense. I know. I agree. I just don't think – what I think it, they're using. I think they're using COVID as an as an excuse to incorporate these rules, and they're kind of just like going to end up sliding them past you. Be like, no, actually, they're here to stay. Universal okay. DH is coming. The uh, and obviously the extra inning rule is is going to stay in the seven inning no hitters. What if what if NBA players were just like, I want to play ten and a half from now on. Forget these four. Forget this four quarter bullshit. I mean, they kind of do that anyways. They just take entire games yeah, off. It's, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Excellent point. I'm getting a little fed up <laughs> with baseball. Just as long as the the thing that would athletes. kill me more than anything would be yeah, the athletes. It's tough, but the thing that would kill me more than anything is if they changed the playoff format. The eight team, I, I, the eight team format was as cool as it was to have all those games on one day. Yeah, that's the thing I can't. That would that would that would water down the regular season. It would kill the regular season. Yeah, I agree. I Even agree. though the rule changes are bad, the extra inning rule. At least they don't do it in the playoffs. Yeah, and you're not gonna have you're not gonna have seven inning no. You're not gonna have seven inning uh, playoff games. And you're not gonna have the extra inning rule yeah. in the playoffs. So that's a good thing. The eight teams making the playoffs, you basically become in the NBA and the NHL if you do that. You can't have that. Yeah. You got to have one in the division means something. How do we get into league offices 
Because we can fix – I don't think we can fix baseball. We can sway baseball into the right direction. Like we, I think we yeah, but the they right. don't care about us, though. We, they already have us. They're trying to get the, you know, the, the 12-year-old kid to put his iPad down and pay attention to baseball instead of playing whatever fucking games they're playing. Like, that's what, that's what they're looking for. They're not looking for us. Well, they should stop disciplining players for, like, showboating. Let them showboat a little bit. Right. Do some do some shit with the sneakers. Let players be players. Mike Trout, come out of your fucking shell. Fucking hurt in the game out there. <laughs> Most boring superstar ever. Boring fuck, yeah, he is. <laughs> I I even care that he doesn't like want to be in the spotlight, but it's just great to just pile on trout. <laughs> fucking Yeah, fuck him. Jersey trap Jersey trash. Now yeah. He's no he's Philly trash, isn't he? Uh, or he's South yeah. South Jersey. South Jersey, yeah, which is like the worst part of Jersey. <laughs> yeah, like South Jersey roots for the Philly team. That's so yeah, weird. Yeah, and he's a fucking Eagles fan. Fuck you, Mike Trout. Fucking ah, That's strange. So South Jersey, like you're not – like North Jersey, you're kind of a New Yorker. South yeah. Jersey, you're – like you're not – you have even, no connection even, to New York. You're not even New Jersey. You're just – you're Pennsylvania, basically. You're PA extended. Yeah. It's gross down there. Like if, if Pennsylvania or if like if Philly was South Dakota, you're North Dakota. Oh, you're in Dakota, I, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll call it I'll even just call it South Jersey, just Dakota. Okay. East East Dakota. East Dakota. Yeah. 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 All right. You're closer to being a Dakota than you are New York. Yeah. All right. It's, all right. I like that. Even with even with that in mind, I think you put us in a room and it's our, it's our job to figure out how to market baseball to a younger audience. We could do a better job than they're doing now. I don't think the seven inning doubleheader is bringing new audience. Like, oh wow, it's only seven innings each in this doubleheader. Let's go. If it was nine innings, I wouldn't go. Doesn't make any. I, I don't. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know the solution to getting young eyeballs on the screen. I don't know. Yeah, when I think about when I fell in love with the sport, I don't know what did it for me. It was the game. Like it wasn't anything. They gotta do a better job with video games too. Video games suck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. That's one thing. That's that's a step up. I haven't. I don't know about the show. I know the show's big. It came back this year. I don't know. I don't know how it is. But they gotta have like look at NBA. There's like a, there's always a bunch of different NBA. There's M, there's the there's two K, which is the NBA game. There's always a couple other ones that are like, I mean like Street or Jam or whatever. I don't know what they have now. But there's always there's always other outlets outside of like the serious game. Like get a couple cool ones in there. Okay, there you go. Video games. That's one. What else? Um. Well, let's see. It's the iPad. Somehow you got to incorporate the iPad, right? You want to have a second screen. Like I think a second screen. Like, I think with baseball. Stop, black, stop blacking out local games so Noah Syndergaard can watch the Mets. <laughs> yes. That is kind of an issue, like blacking out the the local feed. Well, yeah, it never really affected me, so I don't even know really what it is. What happens there? You're you get all. So let's say you order the. Uh, MLB package. You don't have cable, but you order the MLB package. Okay. Well, even if you do have cable, it, it, it still applies, right? 
Well, I let's say I have the baseball package. Okay, you have it on Comcast. The package. Yeah, or do you have it through something else? I, I, just, I have it. No, no, no. I have it through uh, T-Mobile. I have like an app for it. All right. So whatever. If you went to go watch the Yankees on your app, you probably wouldn't be able to yeah, get it on. Always blacked out. Yeah. Yep. Right, because they want you to have the Yes Network, which is through cable or however else you're going to get it. Right. So you can't watch the Mets. You probably can't watch the Red Sox either. Um, so basically, never tried. <laughs> so so basically, if you go to put on one of those local games, and all the all, your only way of watching right. games are on okay through the package, and you can't watch them. Okay, so it doesn't affect. That's you something that cable. should be changed. And that's, and that's a Major League Baseball decision, I'm pretty sure. I don't think that's the cable companies or anything else. That's, that's Major League Baseball's decision. Okay, but that, okay, and that's just – that's purely to get your eyes on local TV. Yeah, it's kind of like when uh, – not, not including uh, – excluding Sunday Night Baseball, if – I'm pretty sure if, like, if the Yankees are playing on a – uh, like Wednesday Night Baseball on ESPN or one of those things, I'm pretty sure – it's either blacked out or they put a different game on so you'll watch the local feed. Right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's a good point. It is blacked out. Yeah. Not on Sunday nights, though. Sunday nights you get No, to- Sunday night's different because they don't have the, the local – there's no local if it's right. on. Sunday night baseball gets it. You have right, no other right. choice. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, yeah, that's an easy one. Get make the game more accessible, which I think they're kind of See, doing. See, I'm saying I'm doing something good for the cord cutters. I'm making your lives a little easier. Isn't is it Amazon getting in? Like I know you can watch Yankees on Amazon. So isn't Amazon trying to get into sports a little bit? I guess. Yeah, I've I've, I've heard that. Okay, so that's a start. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think it's. I think it comes down to the players too. I mean, like the NBA. A big part of the NBA is like not even the games. It's the movement of players going from here to there. I, like as much as they hate Bauer, like the Bauer type T stuff this weekend was kind of the stuff you need to keep people interested. Like that, like the kind of drama side shit that gets people interested, like in the story. And the fact that there's a little bit of rivalry helps too. The San Diego LA rivalry. Yeah. Has gotten off to a great start this year. These games have been pretty intense. Um, Do you need a super team? You need like a villain, a villainous team. That helps. I think I think the Yankees are always going to be that. I think the Red Sox are kind of going to be that to the rest of the world. I think the East Coast teams are are that. Just Dodgers a little bit. Yeah, to us definitely. Yeah, the Dodgers. Yeah, for sure. But I think the big market guys are always going to be the 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 bad guys. Yeah, Yeah, Dodgers have the highest payroll in the fucking universe. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that helps though for sure. It is like a local game, so I think it's got to start. Well, is it? Well, no. I guess the no. Idea- it's a local game. It is. It's it's unlike any other sport. Like in basketball, you always have people rooting for out of market teams. People root for uh, players instead of teams. People love Curry. Yeah. You know, people love Durant. People love LeBron. Football is once a week, so it's different. You could be easier to root for out of market team. Baseball, it's more likely, it's just more geared to you rooting for your hometown team that you can watch every night. Right. How do you follow? I mean, it's basically, you have to, it's hard to follow an out of market baseball team. 
Yeah, it's nearly impossible. Unless you have to, you, know, you have to get the package, basically. Yeah, yeah which they, didn't didn't exist, up, you know, up until however long ago, thirty years ago. Right. That's why when the Dodgers moved to LA, they, even though there's fans who are you know loyal to them as Brooklyn Dodgers fans, they lost a lot of fans. Became Mets fans eventually. Yeah. So it's just the way it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what I guess I guess the question would be like. If, if you're trying to grow the game, are you trying to make like people in, I don't know, pe- people in uh, Maryland care about Mookie Betts in LA? Are you trying to get the people in East Dakota to care about, uh, you know, to care about, I don't even know who the player is in the Rangers, but to care about like a superstar that plays in Texas or like to care about Altuve or Correa? Like you're trying to grow I, the game like that, because I don't think you could, I don't think that's possible. I think it's got to just always going to be on a local level. Yeah, you kind of have to just fall in love with your team, and then when, you know you fall. I don't know. What do you do? You fall in love with your team first. You fall in love with the game first. Is it simultaneous? I don't know. Like I can't even. I can't point back to like, oh, this is when uh, X, Y, and Z happened, and I became a baseball fan. It kind of just happened. Yeah, kind of just happened. You just feel like you were born uh, – yeah, you're just born into it. I, I don't know. Hmm. Like you never – when you were growing up, you never thought about the length of games or if it was slow. Like you played it, you watched it. Yeah. You never even, you never even thought about it. Yeah, even, even I wasn't saying to watch a whole Yankee game. I'd watch the highlights. I'd watch – Box uh, score. Yeah. Hi, oh, yeah. yeah. Box score. Sports center. Yeah, I wonder if that's the deterrent, I think, because it's such – I don't want to say nerd, but, like, you know, there's a lot of numbers involved and people are interested in numbers and you kind of follow along with that as much as anything. Like the stats, like the good stats, home runs and RBIs and shit like that. Uh, Is there something to be said about just the way we get our information nowadays? Like, especially kids are just – they're. I don't know. I don't want to put it all on like in my day, but like kids nowadays, right? They're always, they're always on their iPad. They're always have like a screen in front of them. Right. Yeah. And so they're constantly like in control of what they're doing, playing this game, that game, this game, Mm -hmm. that like watching a three hour baseball game is just like prehistoric to them like this is i I don't know there's there's definitely an elegant way to put that point and i just butchered it but there's there's something to be said i don't know oh i i would say the game needs more action if that's if you're concerned about people you know not watching because it's a slow game the game needs more action and that comes back to kind of being an all-or-nothing sport at this point, home run strikeout type situations. I don't know how to combat that. I don't know if it's – I don't know if it's a – I got moving the mound back seems extreme because – No, then you're going to get more injuries from pitchers. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, this is just stuff they've talked about. They're doing it in like in some – in some uh, Yeah. Rookie league makes no sense. Yeah, and I would, I'm not letting any high – like prospects the, the, the best rule i heard the best rule change i heard that could maybe combat this is the limit the amount of pitchers you could have on your roster now they'll find a way to like yeah that'd be kind of, i would love that yeah but that but the with the whole idea being that 
you know, you only have, you have your five starters and you have five or six, I think it's, I think like 11 was the number. So then you have like six relievers and five starters, right? Yeah. And you'd have to figure that out night in and night out. Now I know teams would find a way to kind of juggle their rosters. So it's like, okay, we have our, our starters for the next three days. And then we'll, instead of having five starters, we'll have three starters and then we'll have eight relievers. And I'll like finagle like the roster somehow. I'm sure they'll find a way to fuck with it. But mm-hmm. there's right. I think the I think the rules have to come. It's not going to be a. It's not going to be. Oh, you have to use a reliever for three guys. It's not going to be one of those rules. Uh, I think keeping the guys in the box is a big thing too. I think keep them in the box. I know that that there'll be some you know people against that. Keep them yeah. in the box. Pitch, have pitchers move it along. I didn't really watch much of uh, the beginning of the game. I was run, out running some errands, but like John was mentioning that. Davey Garcia and Harvey both worked relatively quickly, got the ball pitched. I think that's a big part of it. I can't have these pitchers waltzing around, licking their hand. Yeah. Other guys scratch themselves. Wait, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's, there's got to be a way to speed just, like, little things up like that. So keep the guys in the box. Limit the amount of pitchers that are on the I think that's the big one is limit the amount of pitchers on a roster. And force managers to make decisions. And does the amount of stri- striking out that lengthens the game? You think the amount of well, it's more pitches, you know, yeah. Not as many one or two pitch, uh, one or two pitch at bats. Yeah, but I mean, they, I mean, if you're good, if you're good hitters, you're not going to have one two one or two pitch at bats. But no, I, would, I know, I know. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing like there, there's a lot of talk about how the Yankees aren't winning because they're not winning home runs, and that's like their plan A, but there's no real plan B. I like like a team like that. You have a lot of good athletes on that team, a lot of good hitters. Doesn't all have to be home runs. Like find a I way. No, it's just that's just the way it is now. It's crazy. I know, but like your plan A is not working. There's no plan B. Then you're just gonna give up. Plan. There's got to be a plan B. The ball starts. The ball stops flying out of the ballpark. You got to find a way to score runs. You can't just say, "Well, plan A is not working." That's it. Fuck that shit, man. You've got to fucking. They just keep. They're spread. sticking with. They don't say fuck it. They just stick with plan A. Well, that is saying fuck it. That is saying fuck it. That's being stubborn <laughs> and saying fuck it. We're going to keep doing it until we lose every game. Yeah. Like, they'll hit. Like, I'm not worried about them hitting, right? They're going to hit eventually, right? It's going to – it's it's too – they're too bad right now to be this bad all season. But – oh, shit. Let's transition to talking about the Yankees because who on this team do you trust to turn it around? And it's like DJ and Judge – and then you kind of hope Stanton has something because he's a fucking former MVP. But I mean, everybody else in that team, like I don't trust Frazier to turn around. Gardner's old. Geo, Gardner's finished. Geo, we all love Geo, but you know he was Cinderella's story. Uh, who knows if the the shine comes off the the shoe this time? You know, this year. One six. I think Geo be fine. Geo be fine. He'll hit you know two fifty right. whatever. Right. Okay, but it's still it's just a guy hitting two fifty in the back at the end of the lineup. It's not. Yeah, not that's what chance. he is. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, this the the way people are playing the game has something to do with it. That comes down to the players. So like, I don't know how you come. I don't know how you combat that. That's just going back to. Is it going back to the minor leagues? Is it going back to little league? Is it going back to t-ball? I have no idea where the idea that you either hold, like. Everybody's hitting, trying to hit home runs. It's crazy to me. 
Like, yeah, can everybody put it out? Sure. But a, yeah. guy, a guy who can put it out 12, 15 times in the season should sacrifice five or six of those home runs for some better contact. Especially yeah, I mean, I don't understand. Like, that, that's where, like, the whole batting average argument comes into play. Like, people saying batting average doesn't matter. I don't really quite understand that. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna tell me you'd rather have a, you'd, like you'd, you'd rather have Adam Dunn than Tony Gwynn? You're right. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because Adam Dunn could hit the ball. I mean, Adam Dunn hit like 400 and he had a lot of home runs. Adam, yeah, Dunn. he did have a ton of yeah, yeah. I still but, Tony I, mean, I take ten. Of course, yeah. not even close. Not even yeah. a debate. Because if there's a guy on first, Tony Gwynn could get a hit. If there's a guy on third, Tony Gwynn could get a hit. If Tony Gwynn is leading off, he could get a hit. And it might be a single, it might be a double, and he might put guy on a home second run base, once in a while. Guy on second base, nobody out. Tony Gwynn could hit a ground ball to the second baseman. Right. Yeah. That's a ball player. He's not, he's not just up there swinging a mallet. So By the so way, I, you, could add, you could add Justin Wilson to the list of – uh, two-time fucking losers that Brian Cashman had to bring back. He's in the he's in the Javi Vasquez club and the Nick Johnson club. Okay, and I'm sure there's like one. I'm sure there's one or two other guys in there that Cashman had to bring back after they they failed the first time and then second time. I I, I fucking hate Justin Wilson. Irrationally hate Justin Wilson, and it's Brian Cashman's fault. I mean, he's not very good. Yeah. So I, I was just taking it out on Justin Wilson. That's probably I don't like him because he's not very good. Yeah. Yes. That is that is accurate. <laughs> I mean, it's a one year. It's a one year deal. It was a low risk move. It's just. I'm just saying, the fact that he was a Met for two years, like we're taking Met scraps. I, I'm just saying I mean, they have they have Edwin fucking Diaz and Jairus familiar familiar in the back end of the rotation, and they told Justin Wilson to beat it. What does that tell you? <laughs> I'm just saying I don't think you're being irrational. I think you're being irrational. I understand. Right, I'm saying well, the team has bigger issues than Justin Wilson. That's all. They probably still would have yeah. lost. Well, whatever. Big insurance run he gave up, but it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> got to keep playing. Sanchez is fucking done. Confidence is shot. You got to make Higgy the starter. It's over for Sanchez. I don't know why I was out there today. It's crazy. It's. I mean, it's a. It is like. It's crazy what a mental game baseball is. Like, Sanchez has all that talent, man, and it's just – it's over. It's just so over for him. Yeah. He's swinging late on 93-mile-an-hour fastballs. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's hard for – it's just hard to, like, wrap my – because I've never been that good at something. Right, right, right. And then just, like, for the mental – yeah, I, I can't – it's like kind of like a Chuck Knobloch situation, like not being able to throw the ball to first base when you're yeah. – like I can't, I can't even put into words Sanchez. That's how like flabbergasted I am by how bad he is now. It's it's been a sharp, quick decline. It's crazy. It is yeah. just absolutely insane. Yeah, Higgy's got to be in there. I don't know why I wasn't there today. To be honest with you, I kind of figured uh, after the weekend you would probably see more 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 Higgy, but it's not looking. It's not looking. Like they're well, I think you'll. See, I think you're. It's a platoon right now, and it's eventually. Oh yeah, we said fifty-fifty last week. Yeah, right. It's, yeah, it's, it's. They're not going to completely bench Sanchez, but it's coming where he's going to be two starts a week, and then eventually, if if it still isn't getting any better, it's just. Yeah. 
I, I think he's got to get traded, man. I really do, because I don't think he's going to find it here. No. Trade him, trade him to the Mariners or something. An AL team would make sense. because I don't, does, does it benefit him being a DH later on where he doesn't have to think about catching, or is he, does he get even worse by having to think about catching? <laughs> it's a possibility he gets worse just sitting – down, you know, in between the bats, thinking about his last strike. That's what I'm saying. It could yeah. go. It could go both ways. Yeah. It could go. You know what I mean? I don't know with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just think he's got. He's done. I think he's got to go. Done. It's it, man. It's just I'm sticking a fork in him. It's over. Yeah. I know it's only 25 games, but it's or however many games, but it's more than that. It's it's you know years now. He he fouled the pitch off in today's game, and Susan was like, uh, "That's a pitch that that Gary usually turns on, puts out of the ballpark." And I'm like, "When?" <laughs> yeah, when was the last time? What were we, 2017? Like, what are you talking about? Like, holy shit. It's been a long time since you could trust Gary Sanchez with the bat. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad. I was hoping this was the year he kind of turned it around to figure it out again, but nope. Nah, it's just he shot. It's steps in the box. He's 0-2. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, just, I really need Judge to start carrying this team. And tonight – Running us out of an inning. I mean, he had a he had a he had a big hit. Not a big hit, but he had a hit. You know, he had a hit. He had a, yeah, yeah, passing the board. Uh, but just running running a team out of an inning with the play in front of you. Yeah, with the play in front. Yeah, that's. I, I don't know if that's trying too much. Kind of, you know, trying to be. But again, there's two outs. Everybody in. Everybody knows you don't make the last out at third. I mean, it's the age-old first and third out. Yeah, yeah. These are fundamentals. I don't care. This is an old man take, but I just feel like fundamentals are just lost. It's every sport. I feel like they're kind of going by the wayside because because these guys are great athletes and they realize they can play around the fundamentals. You know, ninety percent of the time or fifty or whatever the amount of the time is, they can play around them and they they could do just fine most of the time. So when it matters, in a moment like that. I don't think Judge is – I think Judge is generally a pretty fundamentally sound player. Yeah. This was just a bad decision on his part tonight. I think he would – I'm sure he's kicking himself in the ass right now about it, but – Yeah, he's, I saw him tweet on – or not tweet, but it was an interview post-game. He said he's got to stay – he was trying to make a play, but he knows he's got to stay at second there and kind of keep yeah. the line moving. Yeah, it's yes. just uh, – but there's just too much of that. Like, there's just too much of that with this team. It's just something is broken. I can't put my finger on exactly what it is, but something is seriously broken with the way they play the game. And it's it's more than just they're a home run or nothing team. It's more than just being bad defensively. Like something is just seriously there's wow. there are some screws loose. Wow, you are. Wow, you are not this happy. This wow. <laughs> you won a series this weekend. <laughs> and this is this is the least optimistic you sounded all season about this team well maybe because nick nelson's pitching in one run games in the fifth fucking inning and i know jameson talon tyon i'm not going to learn how to say his fucking name until he can pitch five innings that fucking asshole he's handed a three nothing lead and he gives it right back and then boone puts in nick fucking nelson's who's in uh the alternate site today to protect with protect i mean we're down four three but still tie you know it's basically anyone's game at that point it's a one run game fifth inning he puts him in there Gives up a run in the fifth inning. You think, all right, we got to take this guy. We got to keep it at two. Nope, runs him back out there to give up two more runs. It's seven three, game over. And then, 
you know, tonight, obviously, we, we follow it up with getting two hit by, by fucking Matt Harvey. Dark fucking night. So, yeah, okay. like, it's, it is a little discouraging. It is a little discouraging. Do I think they're going to straighten it out and will be a 90-win team? I still do believe that. But it's not a championship team. No, no. And we see all the warts and why it's not going to be a championship team. Like if this team was a championship, you kind of hope that they just get hot in October and they hit a ton of home runs and carry them That's, through. Yeah. It carry them, carries them through. And you hope that they, they can, you know, they, look, there's, there's going to be good pitching, right? So they're going to get shut down a couple times. You yeah. Know, they come back the next game and bash the number two, number three pitchers, whatever. And well, you the hope that, like, the, the goal is obviously it's cliche, but it's true in baseball. Best teams make it, hottest team wins Jeter used to always say that yeah so you there's always the hope of like okay do I have a lot of confidence in this team in October no we've seen everything that's wrong with them the past few Octobers but you do have to get there and then who knows man you ride Cole to a you know Cole pitches games one four and seven and and get you there uh so a couple bats get hot Glaber put John's back judge put who knows like something could happen but uh it's not going to. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just not. And I, and I don't know, you know, that'll be a, a conversation for another day in the off season. what they have to do to fix it. It'll be serious wholesale changes. Uh, but for now, you just got to keep playing it. But, you know, it's just – something is just something is just seriously broken with, with this team. Brett fucking Gardner, man, he, he goes from being a leadoff hitter, three hitter, to he can't see the field. Just fucking play Frazier, man. Gardner is shot. Let's see what we have in Frazier. I keep saying it every fucking show. Oh, yeah. No, like, Dor- enough, man. Odor's hitting ninth over the weekend. Now he's batting fourth today. Doesn't like, this bouncing? 21 different back. lineups. 21st game was today. 21 different lineups. Yeah, it's un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I do – and I we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I like what they're doing now. Stanton, two, Judge, three. I like that. Yeah, well, it, actually, Stan has looked better with hitting in the tool behind uh, Judge. Give me some – of Judge. Give me some consistency, man. I liked Odor 9 because that was like, all right, there's a guy a little pop, a little fire at the end of the, at the, end of the lineup. We don't need to rely on him too much, but he's, we could get something out of him. Now you yeah. throw him in fourth. He's like, oh, so he's a fucking cleanup hitter. Like, no, 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 no. No, we're not going to – let's not do that. Yeah. Let's not just – oh, this guy played great yesterday. Let's throw them in there. That's like – it's Little League shit, man. Bothers Yeah. And then uh, what did you think about Davey today? How did he look? I don't really see him. I didn't really see him pitch. I just heard him on the radio. Uh, he was all right. He gave up a leadoff dinger to Mullins. And Yankee, then – uh, Yankee killer, Cedric Mullins. Yeah. Well, the second one was off Justin Wilson. That doesn't even count. I don't even count that. <laughs> Could have been me or you out there taking you're gonna Justin see, Wilson. You're gonna, you're gonna see Justin Wilson old timers days, man. Come on, I'm not, I'm not cheering for him. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I don't know. He struggled a little bit, but he got through. I think it was four innings. He battled. He got out a big strikeout uh, in the fourth, I think, to get out of the inning. And they took they took him out, which I, I assume he was on a pitch limit, whatever. I, I'm not even going to scream about that. He threw like 69 pitches, I think. That's or... a big part of the fucking sport. There's a big problem with the fucking sport, too. Let, these, let the players play. Not for nothing. Yeah, it's, hard, it's hard to latch on to like a, a stud starting pitch. Like you see what the Grom's doing in New York. It's like he's beloved. Yeah. Loved. Yeah. Part of that is he's a man. They don't have much. Right. 
but, but, when, but you have, when you have a guy like that, it's just like they become a rock star, man. But can we just see what the kid has before? I, I'm going to talk about making him a rock star. Let's just see what he has. Let's, let's, you can't learn that stuff anywhere else but on the fucking field. They protect their guys. Like, this, this is the problem with Frazier. They, they had 65 Frazier. 65 pitches. They had, oh, they had Frazier all these years, and he was like, do they, are they going to trade him this time around? Are they not going to trade him? They tried not to trade him, but he never fucking played. And now he's playing, and he's exposed. It's like, well, yeah. he should have fucking traded him. Or he should have played him so he knew that he was – what are you holding on to him for? He should have known if, if he was anything or nothing. Right, because he's probably towards the end of his rookie deal or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and same thing with, with David. I mean, he's a kid, but, I mean, you fucking need these guys to win the games. Like, I understand you're playing for the future, but you're playing to win now, today. Today against the Orioles specifically. Like, I know you can't win every game, but if you're not going out there – with the intent of trying to win every game, with the bet, with, it's like okay, well, this is just a, a Debbie get you know extended spring training for Debbie, and then we're gonna go to the bullpen. <laughs> yeah, well, that's 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 great, but let's let's say the bullpen implodes, whatever they they, and they use, you know, I don't know how many we use three guys at the pen tonight. We what did they use three guys? Yeah, uh, the Yankees talk about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they use L- Lucas Ludge, whatever his fucking name is, O'Day and uh, Wilson. Okay, but what if there's a what if there's an issue though? So three guys isn't too too bad. But like, what if there's an issue and you gotta um, you gotta take five guys to get through the get through the last five innings, and then your 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 pen's kind of depleted for tomorrow. And who's starting tomorrow? Well, the pressure's on them. Okay, well we need six out of you today. And what what if he comes out and gets bombed in the first inning? Like you're, you're again the the plan A. The the they they have these plan A things where it's like lean on, lean on the bullpen, lean on the home run, but there's no plan B uh, for either of them. The plan A should be use your starter until he's ineffective, not use your starter until we want to get him some rest for the next time out. I'm not saying like overthrow these guys 200 pitches, fucking get get the most out of them though. I mean, Davey could throw more than 65 pitches, man. I don't, you I don't would even, think so. You would I think so. To, I don't need to be a fucking pitching coach or, or a fucking general manager to tell you he's got more than 65 in the tank. Now, would he have gone out there and gotten blasted third time around the lineup? I have no idea. Maybe, yeah. But maybe. I, I'll never know. I'd like to know, though, if you can trust him to try and gut his way through the third time. And if it was just five innings, that's fine for a 21-year-old kid. That's fine. But when you're doing it with every fucking pitcher, on, when you're doing it with Jameson Tyone, you're doing it with Kluber, you're doing it with whoever the fuck you throw out there. It's not Garrett Cole. It's fucking it, – it cannot be the way to win ball games. No, it's just – it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It just feels like uh, from an organizational standpoint, managerial standpoint, even a player standpoint, it's just – Everything is just one big fucking little dress rehearsal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything's one big dress rehearsal. Like, they're preparing for – I mean, they're mildly preparing for something. And then opening night on Broadway comes, and nobody knows their fucking lines. Because they haven't <laughs> been fucking – because they've been, you know, doing these pussy-ass dress rehearsals and not, you know, practicing <laughs> right. like they play. That's right. what it is. Right. They're doing uh, – they're warming up their voices, but not actually singing the fucking numbers. Right, yeah. Yeah. Fucking A. They're training for the New York City Marathon by <laughs> running like 
you know, wind sprints. You know what I mean? <laughs> then, when, then when the marathon comes, guess who can't run 26 miles? These assholes. These assholes. Because they've been being held back. That's it. All right. Got to keep, right, keep playing. Nine and what, 12, 13? Let them play. Let them play, though. Let them play. Well, you gotta play. know. You gotta know what you have. Otherwise, if you don't have anything, like, what are you saving them for? Move the fuck on from. Them. Cut ties with them. I remember like, when Frazier, in I think it was twenty seventeen, he was hitting the ball a little bit, and he was in the two hole. Okay. Pretty sure, yeah, Dick Girardi was still the manager. I mean, it was twenty seventeen. I, I believe could have been twenty sixteen. I don't even know. And then he was in the two hole, and he was hitting. And I was like, oh man, maybe we found our two hitter that we've been missing. And now here we fast forward like four years later, five years later, whatever it is, and he's just getting his opportunity. Makes no sense. None. None, no sense. None. I remember, man, Tanaka pitched a gem one night against Tampa. Frazier went deep. He was in the two-hole. I was like, oh, man, imagine if we have something here. And we still don't know. It was a game against Tampa Bay, yeah. I think it was 2017. Yeah, yeah. And he's still here, and now he's struggling, and you couldn't trade him for a bag of balls. Right. And he couldn't hit a bag of balls if he threw it up in the air, and he just let him swing wildly. Correct. Yeah. It's uh, Yankee baseball. It's the state of affairs right that's now. That's it. That's it. Hey, but they keep, April's almost over, though. It's almost over. They, they keep winning 90 games. Nobody's going to question Lord Cashman. Right. One of these years, he says. One of these years. You got to get there. One of these years. Every year. Like, <laughs> every year. Like, I know, I know it's cliche, but Jeter, you know, Jeter was always like, look, it's a failure if you don't win at the end of the season. And that attitude, while I don't expect it to – I don't expect you to win every year, it's what the Yankees did in those – and that generation was almost impossible to duplicate. Now, I just I expect the attitude to be the same. Like, yeah, we're trying to we're trying to win every fucking year. We're going to put out not just a team to get there, a team that is loaded up to win a championship. Right. Not you know preparing their left fielder to maybe play next year. I don't know. July 28th, 2017, Clint Frazier was our two-hitter. Went one for four with a three-run dinger. Doesn't say. Whatever. He had a dinger, though. Three-run dinger, I think it was. Is this when Girardi was still the? July 28th, 2017. Yeah. Four years ago. That's crazy. And he's in a platoon with Brett Gardner right now in 2021. What What are they doing? That, that system right, is broken. That right there says everything you need to know. That right there says it all. Right. I just yep. Yeah. It's broke Brian Cashman's fucking fucking uh whatever crystal ball, whatever he's got. I broke his fucking computer, his <laughs> model right there. That and the Justin Wilson thing. Ugh, Justin Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. More That'll do it. More, more on this on Thursday. Get your get your derby picks ready. Derby picks and mock draft. Let's do it. 
Well, no, but, by the time we go on, it'll be we'll be well into the draft, right? Yeah, I know. I'm not mock draft. <laughs> My mock draft is going to be perfect. <laughs> All right. I'll talk All right. To you.